Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who has opinions that I don't know about. It's Frank. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine, Frank. We're here to talk about geeky things, and I have a beer next to me, and so life is grand. You have, life a, is you have a beer next to you? I do have a beer well, next to me. And tell. I just What beer is that? Um, it's not an exciting one, uh, I'm sorry to say. I will I have, be the like, judge. I have opinions. Or, yeah, you do have opinions. I mean, yeah, that might, that was, I mean, that was probably stronger than any of you. How you said that was probably stronger than any of your opinions that we might talk about today. But uh, uh, who's to say? I'm just drinking a Sam Adams 76 because I had two left in the fridge and one porch rocker, and I haven't been to the liquor store in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm on, I'm on the dregs of what was summer beer okay. now that we're in winter almost. Okay. All right, so, fair enough. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a Harpoon Flannel Friday. Oh, yeah. That Good sounds old. fun. That, that that sounds like it's an IPA. It's uh, it is an amber ale. It is a hoppy oh. amber ale, citrus, Simcoe, and Cascade hops, combined with subtle notes of caramel and roast in this seasonal amber ale. That sounds um, really good. Mm-hmm. That sounds really, really good. It's very good. good. They make it every the last couple of years. They've they've been making it um, in the fall. So it's sort of their like, you know, flannel. You put on your flannel and your your Han Solo vest and your and your UGG boots and yeah, the my <laughs> my Han Solo vest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Han, yeah. I want to see somebody edit like Han running down aisle like like the Death Star hallways or whatever, but put him in UGG boots. Yes. <laughs> you can keep the rest. I just want to see him in the Ugg boots. See how that flies. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it's great. It's a it's a really good, it's a really solid um solid brew and I uh, it is very folly. Like it's not a it's not as bitter and um mm, dry. Know. Yeah, as as a typical it's IPA, it's a little it's more, more like a wet leaf than a dry leaf. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's peak foliage, not leaves so dry they're falling off the tree. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. How are the leaves where you where you reside? They're gone. Are, they're, they're gone. They're, yeah, they're, they're gone for me too. There's yeah. basically nothing left. I. Mm-hmm. Um, a little peek behind the curtain for for those uh, listening. Recently, my wife and I moved. We're we're selling our home and we're staying with some family uh, while we wait to to buy our next home, and uh, for just a couple of months, probably just for the winter. 
And uh, so we, we moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire. And in just the couple of weeks we've been living here, uh, we've gone from, oh, there's still some leaves on the trees this night, to nothing. It is just, I look out the window and I watch leaves just fall, and then there's there's just nothing left. So um, so there you go. Yeah. Are, where Down where you are, are things, is it, there's nothing either? It's pretty barren, yeah. Um, there's some stuff left, but it's mostly in the back corner of my yard now. Gotcha. The entire state has just, like, blown its leaves into the back corner. Of your um, yard. They, the of entire my yard. state has blown their leaves into your yard. That is correct. That is correct. I mean, it's not the back corner of the state because I don't live there. No. I live right in the I live right in the middle um, of whatever state that is. Yes. No one. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it doesn't matter because that's not what we're here to talk about, Frank. No. I'm no. glad that you're no. drinking a beer and I'm glad that I am. And when I Me said, too. Frank, we need uh, to talk about something. And you said, let's talk about our feelings Mm. And I said, I don't know how I feel about that. And he said, that's why we need to do it. Exactly. And I said, all right, well, that makes sense. Um, but you said about DC Comics and the direction that they are taking. Is that correct? Is that yeah. is it? Is it comics? Is it film? Is it TV? Like, is it streaming? What is it that, how are you feeling? Like, I, what, what specifically you're talking about? What prompted this for me was comics. But um, honestly, it may have implications outside of comics as well. Um, but uh, a couple weeks ago, you sent me this news item uh, from comicbook.com, written by friend of the show, Russ Burlingame. Yeah, um, Russ. And uh, Russ uh, reports uh, that uh, he was he was uh, working on a report from, from Bleeding Cool. So this is not, not an official but a report. And I don't know, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, has it been verified uh, by anyone at DC since then? I haven't seen that, but I, I could have missed it. Um, I don't know what you are referring to because I have actually forgotten what I sent you. So, so please continue. DC may be leaving their shared universe behind in 2021. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I honestly haven't been following it That's that fair. closely. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I honestly thought when you said, like, when you were like, I have things that I want to discuss, I thought you were talking about future state. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. That's well, really I, what I thought you were going to talk about. Future state meaning. So, the, so, so DC was back in the Dan DiDio days. Yeah. They were going to do five. They were going to put out five G their next event, and it was going to be all about like re, basically like continuing to like merge all of the merge all of the one could say mistakes <laughs> of the past, and and you know like create a new continuity as they are want to do every yep. couple of years um, to keep it fresh. And that kind of fell apart, and part of uh, part of five G was going to be um, a new Batman, a new Superman, and a new Wonder Woman. And it, and when Dan Didio left the company, the things kind of got reshuffled. But now we're looking at DC Future State, which is mm-hmm. like a five years in the future. What does DC look like? And it's just over a two month period of books. Right. Um, and so, like John Kent is Superman. And um, and there's an unknown new Batman that many people believe to be Luke Fox. And then the new um, uh, there's a new Wonder Woman, potentially Wonder Girl coming. I'm not actually sure what the breakdown is, but it's Yara Floor um, and she's Brazilian. She's uh, the mm-hmm. daughter of an Amazonian and the, a Brazilian river god. And so mm-hmm. and that's 
that's that's as far as that's about what I know. A few things more, but um, but anyway, so part of that might be that they're just transitioning into leaving continuity behind. Yeah, and it's just a tell a good story. So I I when you sent me that that article, I actually I had all these thoughts, and I think I even started. We were texting, and I think I started typing them out, and I was just like, "There's just too much to." There is just too much to, to put into this uh, into this text message, so I, I didn't. And then I, it occurred to me this would be a good this might be a good discussion for us to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so leaving their shared universe behind. So according to what uh, Russ shares, the the rumors suggest that um, future state would be a bridge to the new reality, the new um, the new way that they manage things um across books and it would be more of a you know each each book each title is its own continuity we're not doing crossover we're not doing um you know we're not going to have to deal with the the different continuity um errors that that in, inevitably crop up when you have a shared universe and like oh but you said over in green lantern number 35 that this happened before the other thing like that has always happened that's why dc started having the big crossovers um you know other obviously obviously first and foremost to to help readership but um Mm -hmm. but they started doing that to like okay let's combine the worlds right and that's where you had crisis on infinite earths and then infinite crisis and final crisis the idea was let's let's deal with the multiverse we've created here or rather, the multiverse was a way of explaining away a lot of those continuity errors, and then and mm-hmm. then they sort of said, "We'll create a new Earth and a new universe, and move move forward from there." And they've had to sort of reset it every few years because, again, it's hard. Even DC can't keep track of everything that's happening in every book and how it might conflict with something in a completely different book. Um, so, this idea of leaving the shared universe behind is a really interesting move to me. In DC is is has spent the last you know decade and change um, trying to maintain uh, mind share right trying to stay in people's minds when compared with Marvel because Marvel obviously has been hitting it out of the park in in many different uh, in particular on the on the big screen uh, to some degree on the small screen um and and in in actual readership i guess i don't know offhand and i don't know if you do tim like what actual readership looks like for the two big um it, it goes it goes back and forth marvel still kind of has the upper hand but sometimes it's it's interesting cuz the way that comics work it's like you have to you have to buy a certain amount the store that's selling them has right. to buy a certain amount um to get like a certain cut on the price to do this and this and this and this. So when it says like, oh, Marvel sold the most, that's actually really not readership. It's right. what store bought the most right. to get the price to then. And so it's not exactly, it's not always exactly the same. You can see what titles sold the most from stores and that matters. And a lot of times DC has a lot of titles that sell the most. Um and then you also have to look at bookstore numbers, which I think this is a, a big deal where um, bookstore markets and and trade paperbacks are really, I think, what's driving this continuity thing forward. Because to uh, somebody who's picking up a, a, a trade paperback every six months, they're probably not reading 
you know, Green Lantern and Flash and Justice League and that second Green Lantern book. Oh, and the Outsiders and this and this and this. They're probably just reading the Flash or they're just reading X-Men or they're just reading Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or Supergirl or whatever. And Mm so Mm -hmm. and so and it's it's a little harder to keep track of continuity when you sell bookstore. Um, It's a little hard to keep track of continuity when you are only reading the graphic novels because like how are you supposed to know that that like third issue of Supergirl is a tie-in to death metal like and it's just going to be randomly inserted and you're like wait why what is happening and if you're really not up on any of that game then you don't really care about what happened 50 years ago. Yes, exactly, exactly. If you're reading in trade paperback, if you're the kind of person that wandered into a Barnes & Noble and picked up a, a trade off the shelf um, and decided, like, ooh, this looks interesting, and then they're making all these references to things you haven't read, um, whether that's whether that's you know past issues of the same book or whether that's issues of a completely of something from an event you haven't read, another book, you're going to be confused, and there has there has been an indication for, I mean, people have been talking about this for over a decade now that the the industry is going to slowly shift to, you know, the the trade paperback model more and more. Yes, there will always be probably there will always be the the single issues because there's a as long as there's a market for it, as long as people are interested in it, but the real money is probably longer term going to be in those trades. And and being able to say, you know, here is a graphic novel. Here is a here is something. And DC's um, toyed with that with their like Earth One um, hardcover series, mm-hmm. for example. Right. Superman, Earth One, Batman, Earth One. Those have been um, things that they've done where they're like, let's do more, more of a like prestige, prestigious, um, you know, novel that drops all at once as a graphic novel with our yeah. with our characters that people already know. That's true. You do have to end up waiting. You wait longer. You do. For, you know, so like you read the equivalent of maybe four to six issues uh, of a peri- like a, uh, a periodical, the, mm-hmm. a periodic comic version. And then you maybe wait to like a year, two years, three years for the next one. And you're like, what happened in that last one? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. So it has its drawbacks because a. Uh, the regular comic release schedule, you like you you get your six issue arc, and then and then a couple months later that's collected, yes. and then you and then you go through that again. So you're getting like one every you're getting the next bit of the story every couple of months, maybe yeah. every five six months you're right. getting the next one, the next one, the next one. Right. So and and you know and that's similar to similar at least in in theory to. Um, your typical novel, your typical all words, non-graphic novel, right? Where you, the book comes out, it's a big success, and then maybe it's a f- two, three, four, fifteen years if you're George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. um, until the next one comes out, and and um, and so it would be shifting to more of that kind of a model. Whereas people who are reading periodicals are getting a new chapter in that story every month, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it is a different model. There's also digital in this, right? So you can you can publish the whole thing um, digitally or or piecemeal, you know, monthly um, digitally. And again, there's going to be be people who are only subscribed to a couple of these um, stories. I mean, 
more and more i'm really mainly a superman reader and i dip into the other stuff when it's going to when it's going to help me understand the upcoming crossover um yes. or or if there's a, a writer who i really like working on a on a uh, on a title um involving characters that i really like um yeah you know but yeah i'm a writer follower yeah mostly. i follow i follow writers a lot and but but like if if they're going to a character that i don't really care about i i'll, I'll pick it up first couple issues maybe but i'll probably trail off um mm-hmm. jeff johns's aquaman new 52 i read the first few and then i was sort of like yeah but it's i don't really care that I'm, i don't I don't care that much. Like I don't care that yeah. much. I, you know, but yeah, I have um, books like I have. I certainly have books like that. And sometimes I I like that writer on one character, but I, I don't really care. Sure. About the way that you're writing this other character, or it sure. got weird, or it's boring, or you know, just you know, just because they were good at one thing doesn't mean they're good at all things. And so, um, so there are actually there are very few writers that I find that I like solidly hold on to for uh, um, a long time right right so so for me the interesting thing about this possibility is that they are departing from the typical comic book um you know model that we've come to know in the in the last let's say 35 40 years since mm-hmm. since crisis on infinite earth some kind of sort of mark that as when the shared universe thing really came into its own so um they're they're being the first to break, whereas in in most uh, industry trends in the last certainly the last twenty years, they've followed Marvel when it came to going digital, when it came to going to digital on day one, when it came to raising prices, when it came to all these different things, they have tended to follow Marvel. Be be like Marvel does it first. And then DC says, you know what? We still believe in this thing that we're doing and we're going to stand by it. And then when it's very clear that you can make oodles of money doing what Marvel's doing, then they say, you know what? We're going to do that, too. It's um, true, though, uh, though you could say that that the, the Marvel style of comic business actually dilutes the product, mm, um, which is that's also an point. because it, Marvel's Marvel's business model is really more about just buy the book. Not, they do flashy am I telling things. the best story? Yeah, yeah. They do the the flashy thing to get you to buy it with the variant with this. It's almost like their '90s model, and yeah. and that caused big problems for them in the '90s. It did all the holographic covers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Like all that stuff um, in the in the yeah. '90s. That was what contributed to the the tanking of, um, of right. the comic book business. But and then what they've been doing, their favorite tactic, maybe the, the parallel in more recent years to the shiny covers is the renumbering, right? We're going back to Captain mm-hmm. America number one and doing that every couple of years. Um, and that's been, I mean, that's a great way to get new readers on board because they see number one and they figure, okay, this is a jumping on point. I can I can start. I've been but, reading for over 15 years. It gets me, like I still do sure. it. I'm like, oh, fresh start. Okay, when let's you've been do this. Off, especially if you've been off of a book for a while and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, but I do love Cap or I do love Spidey or I do, you know, whatever. Okay, number one. With a writer that I like, cool. I'll 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 jump back on. Um, it's worked on me a few times as well. But the interesting thing here is that it's it's DC doing something first. You know, like they're they're the first. And and I'm saying first, they might be the only one. But I suspect that if this works out well for them, Marvel will follow for exactly the reasons you're saying. Marvel does the things that are flashy and maybe get short term gain. But I feel like this is a long term gain move as well like this can yes. this will may 
stop the bleeding of readership and 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 keep a lot of readers you know in for a longer period of time because um they don't have to do as much homework to stay up to date on a couple of titles right you can if- read your flash and your superman and uh, and maybe dip in the Green Lantern every so often and not feel super out of it because they're talking about an event you didn't read or, or you know, some some something that happened that you you haven't read because it happened off somewhere else that wasn't directly related. Yeah, I think it's funny because like I in we've read comics for a long time sure. and we do know a good chunk of the ins and outs of, you know, what's happened, this event here, this thing here, this thing here. Yep. But um but it's not our whole world mm-hmm. and so like i do miss things and i yeah. there is a thing called a budget and you know like this there is kind of stuff like that that people have to that people have to take into um account because the stuff that gets referenced most of the time really ends up just being like oh remember crisis on infinite earths yep all right good job team we remembered it um so a lot of a lot of writers won't go backwards and say, hey, that thing that happened in that previous writer's arc, I'm picking that thread up and running with it, doesn't happen a lot. Right. Um, you see, sometimes I've seen writers pick up their own threads from year, like or from different books. So like James Tinian wrote Detective Comics for a while, and now he's on Batman, and he's picking up some threads from detective comics and continuing them in batman but you don't have to have you don't have to have read his detective comics to get the context you can just you're just moving forward um and so because comics are like in a constant in media res right you're always in the the middle of the action and you've got to catch up via the context clues Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but if you and there's always going to be some of that like that's part of the format but if you can tell a story like so so they're finding success with black label Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in mm-hmm. which you're like, OK, here's this Constantine story and and done. Here's this Joker story and done. Here's this other Superman story or this Batman story or this, you know, Catwoman story or this Wonder Woman story. And that's it. And you're done. And people go like, cool, I read that because I didn't have to worry about what happened three years ago because I didn't read those. It's self-contained. It's a self-contained story beginning, middle and end. Um, yeah. And it's does- everything you need is between these two covers. It does that slap in the face of people who do like that long continuity? People who are like, I've been watching Supernatural for ten years. You know, I've seen every right. episode. You know, like, does that kind of slap it? Like, well, it slap you in the face? I I think that there is room for both. I think that there is room for both. Like, there's room for the periodicals as well as the look. There's room for TV and movies, right? You can you can watch a TV series for. 10 plus years like Supernatural, like you're saying. But then you can also see a movie every couple of years that that you really... Um... You're, you are correct, but I think this new model is moving towards there's well, only movies. Well, but it, it, I don't know if if this this rumor, and again, this is all rumor that we're, we're working off of, but it doesn't say what the... Um, I don't know if it actually says that they're going to move to a trade paperback model per se. It just no, talks it, more it, about would, the about, don't be so caught up with what happened previously. Right. It's more gotcha. about the continuity being more streamlined, less of a shared universe and um and and you know even with with less of a shared universe, there is still opportunity for 
crossovers that happen separately, right? Like before there was a shared universe, you had a Justice League title. And those mm-hmm. adventures were on their own. What happens in the Justice League title is its own continuity, is its own like set of, of stories. And right. it didn't cross over to what was happening in the Flash book and the Batman book and the Wonder Woman book. That's um, right. So, I mean, so you're they, kind of seeing that now even like so yeah. like so like you had you had um DC you had DC's metal, right? You had metal, yes. Yes. which went into Justice League, which is now into death metal, but it's not touching any of the other stories right. around it. Like none of the any of the stuff that happened in metal in Justice League and now um, death metal has influenced me reading Batman or yeah. Superman or Wonder Woman or Green Lantern or anything, even though those same characters are in there. Yeah, they just happen concurrently, and your brain just goes whatever. The, it doesn't. It doesn't actually matter because all you're really reading the book for is to see your favorite characters do cool things. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean action. We've talked about a lot how some of the best superhero books are them just sitting around doing nothing. Yes, we have. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I, I just, I think it's so interesting that they are differentiating themselves and that they are, you know, for, for a change, sort of the, fir- the first to do it, um, we'll see if others follow and, you know, they can, they can always in five years decides to do a big event that merges all the various continuities together again and call it, you know, whatever crisis on even more earths. Um, infinite plus earths yeah exactly infinity plus one yeah. um, crisis on 52 earths um, but you know they can they can um, they can they can do that if they want to if it doesn't work out or if they decide like okay well you know kind of feel like we've we've got a really cool direction we can go in now that we had an idea for so we're going to do that now right. um, but you know Comics don't move in any particular linear fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman's been in his mid to late thirties for decades, sure, right? And so, um, so none of that, none of that truly matters. So, like, you have this future, this future state coming up. What happens? Like things that are happening in five years. Superman's off planet, being John Carter from Mars, <laughs> um, and, and um, on War World basically, and Batman's right. still operating, but there's also a new Batman in town, and it's all five years. It's all five years in the future, but that's like if you make a book like that and it's all in the future, whatever, I can read Batman for the next 16 years and he'll never reach that five years later. Right. Ever. Right. Because it's just a perpetual now. It's happening now. And that's actually all that matters. Right. Right. That's exactly that's exactly right. So you can both can exist and you can even read both of them and enjoy both of them. Um, Yeah. And And I do. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's, yeah. I think that's, it's super interesting that they're doing this uh, or that they're considering doing this or that they've maybe leaked it to see how people react to it. Um, and it comes at the same time that they have named a new editor-in-chief in Marie Javins. Um, yes. And so, you know, that, honestly, the, that announcement, which comes from Variety, um, and that, that is an mm-hmm. official announcement, um, that announcement crazy of, that variety is announcing things about I know like comics like I what know. what a world we're in now well I guess because it's like it is like entertainment and it's related to you know their their uh, 
you know, big screen, small screen stuff too. But yeah, you're right. It is wild. A variety of all, of all places is entertaining comic book news is a uh, reporting comic book news. Um, they, um, so in promoting Marie, she had been, um, an editor. She had edited many, many popular, um, titles. She did justice league. She did, uh, death metal, um, Superman smashes the clan. So she's been mm-hmm. involved in some. That was good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Recommend. Yeah, she's been involved in some pretty high-profile stuff the last couple of years. Clearly, she's been, um, she's been on a high-ranking executive, executive editor of Global Pub- Publishing and Digital Strategy. So she was probably being bred f- for for a, a big move sure. like this. Mm-hmm. And um, so the fact that those that this news, official news about her being promoted, comes at the same time that these rumors about a, a shift in strategy, the timing of that makes me feel like that rumor is true, um, or, oh, or sure. true to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, new leadership. We know that the five G idea went away with Dan DiDio, and we've yeah. been sort of it wondering since he left, retooled a bit. Yeah. yeah. Since mm-hmm. since he left, I've sort of been waiting for the other half of the story waiting for the other shoe to drop right like mm-hmm. he leaves and the idea that that he was really championing seems to be going with him so what's going to happen next like sure it could have just been jim lee um but i had a feeling that there would be some other announcement to come and it seems like these are the two in tandem these are the announcements that i was sort of waiting for um so it's um it's very, very interesting to me that DC will. I've I've wanted so badly for them to like. They tried in, in the movie arena to do like, okay, well, you know, we're gonna do one-off movies because we still believe in that. And then the MCU took off, and they were like, we're doing a shared universe. That's except maybe we'll do a shared universe, but then we'll also do one-off movies. And we're not really sure what we're doing, honestly. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not sure. That's true. That's true. But I that. <laughs> The the DC Comics so very um um that all the time I'm gonna use a different phrase um gets confused with DC Film with Warner Brothers Media with Warner Brothers Film with you know what I mean people just like kind of mix them together because like Marvel is like Marvel is the brand but what happens in Marvel films like is not what's happening in the comics it's not the except same for company synergy it's not the same people and dc for some reason people seem to miss that like D- like things get thrown at dc like oh well it's all dc i'm like but it's it's not it's that's like the the magazine business versus the film business versus the tv business it's different people mm-hmm. um and so like i'd say the mismanagement of the dc film slate um for so long is not reflective of DC Comics. Um that's fair. And, yeah. That's fair. What I what I would say is that there does seem to be a um more conservative culture at uh you know uh AT&T, Time Warner, whatever the 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 mega corporation is called officially now. I think it's 18 18- Ooh, is it just AT and T or is it AT and T Time Warner? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the what the official name of the parent organization is anymore. Since AT&T. Shineheart Wig Company, Shineheart Wig Company, <laughs> yeah. Which and then you've got the microwave division and, <laughs> um, yeah. So so 
there does seem to be a culture of being a little bit more conservative and being a little bit more um, tentative to dip your toe in, in the water of a new direction, whether that's mm-hmm. in the in the print business or in the film business. Um, they do seem to have that from the top. Right. It's like true. That, it trickles down from that kind of thing trickles down from the top that kind of a like mm, the, the big wigs won't go for it so we can't go there even if like you're a, you're a print magazine company making comic books you've been around for almost 100 years and then you get bought out by a new company suddenly there's a new sheriff in town and you have to know like what you can pitch to them and what you can't that's right and there does seem to be a level of that conservatism and sort of like mm, this true. has the- worked for us so we think we should stick with what works and not mess not mess with success which is not in and of itself a bad theory no i think there's actually a lot less of that very recently really Mm. since that Mm. at&t merger yeah that's that's really where we're starting to see things that like let's take a risk on this like like joker was a risk yes Um, like harley quinn and the birds of prey was a risk um you know like even even jim lee fighting for the snyder cut and hbo max that's a risk that was a a big risk risk that's a big Um, swing yeah and so I'm seeing a lot I'm seeing a lot less risks now uh or a lot less conservatism now yes. and and let's swing for the fences and, and and to your point the trickle down effect that's trickling into the periodicals. Exactly. Exactly. So whereas before when it was just you know Time Warner um is it was it still AOL time never mind it was still time warner um without AT&T involved there was that like attitude of like we're not really sure what we're doing we're going to kind of waffle we're going to say we're going to do one thing and then maybe we'll try the other thing and now we're kind of yeah. doing both and yeah we'll hire really somebody to do one thing but we actually want something else but not tell them that we want that thing and, and there was just like... a lot of that a lot of yeah. that and then like a lot of like second guessing and being like, oh no 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 no, this movie's no good. We're gonna have someone come in and and recut and reshoot parts of it and and just ah no no no, this isn't. We can't do that. We can't do it. this is this is this is too much of a risk. But it seems like AT and T, um, HBO, like there is much more of an understanding of what's a good risk to take. Mm-hmm. And maybe not all of them are gonna pan out, but some of them are worthwhile based on the information you have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are having a hard time keeping up with your books because there's too much continuity it's too hard to um it's it's too hard to keep up i mean that's one of the reasons why crisis happened in in the first place in the late 80s because it was too confusing let's consolidate everything down to one uh at least one thing per per line and uh and if people want to follow that line they can follow that line and and they're essentially doing that again um in in in, in a different way and uh i think it's a really interesting uh, move a really interesting time mm-hmm. to do it, and and all the stuff we've talked about about what the the possibilities that opens up for different ways of publishing digitally as well as in print, in in collected editions as well as in periodicals. Um, I think it opens up all kinds of interesting future possibilities, and I'm really interested to see what happens and if this is something that ends up being adopted by the rest of the publishers as well, because it just you know turns out that it's just a good idea. You know, I um just thought that. It really frees up the idea of where characters can be at any particular moment, which I like. So, like, like oh, you can't use Robin. He's in the Teen Titans. Yes. And you're like, so he can't be in this Batman book this one time. It's like, why Why not? Why not? Why not? 
Like, who cares if they're in two places at the same time? It doesn't have to be at the same time. This this story, that's six issues, that's going to be one book, takes place over one day. Yeah. So who cares if that's one day and that story over there takes three months, even if it's only six issues, even if it's still six issues, because guess what? There are a lot of days of the year. That's right. Yeah. And, and like, who cares? Okay, so he's technically, like, at this same time he's supposed to be off-world. Whatever, this is at a different time. It doesn't really matter when it was. Just read it the makes, story. It makes Just read the story. Shut read up and story. read the story. Do you enjoy the story? Great. Yeah. Like, that's that's what it comes down to, and I think that's, um, yeah. that's going to be cool. I think that's going to free them up for better storytelling. I agree. The only downside to this that I, I really, a real downside is character progression. Mm. So like, let's say, so like Tom, Tom King had this like years long Batman run, Batwoman, Catwoman officially together. They're a power couple. They are in it to win it. If you go to the next book, where the hell is she? Sure. What do you, what do you mean? She's a villain in this book. Like, because that writer didn't like that change and mm. you're not respecting that con- bit of continuity. So there is going to be some bit. There's going to have to be some kind of continuity. They'll uh, have maybe to with, with maybe that, within yeah. characters, you know, yeah. so but maybe not maybe not within whole universes. So you have to respect yeah. what the writer previously did with the character. But you don't have to worry about what the writer of The Flash is doing in Wonder Woman. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think that's that's the impression I got from from the story. And by the way, the link to the stories you've mentioned, the links will be in the show notes uh, at beerwithgeeks.com. But I agree with you. I think that you do need to respect, within a title, um, you need to respect what's happening in, in that title. Um, because if you decide to just, you know, throw out, you know, I don't know, Spider-Man's marriage, um, <laughs> then you're going to have big problems. Yeah. Um, are you, you know though? What I mean? Are you? Yeah. yeah. No, you are. Um yeah. yeah. So much so that you're gonna come up with an even a weaker story to get it back. Yikes. I know. Ugh. Time to be alive. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about with Marvel's version of yeah. of like I'm just like this is a thing that you'll want to read because money. And like I've dropped off almost every single one of the Marvel books that I read. I just can't take the mediocrity of the storytelling anymore because it just feels like they're just like in it to make the buck and move on. And I'm sure like I'm not to say that some writers and artists are really not pouring their heart into the book. Oh, sure. That they're writing. But it just doesn't come across like Marvel used to have. Marvel was about the heart. And I'm just not getting that from the books that I'm reading. They're either dull or just bad um actually except for the star wars books are super good darth vader darth vader is killing it because he's darth vader um but that that book is so good the first run the first 50 issues of darth vader was great they restarted it with one again because it was like the first 50 issues is right after a new hope and now this next set is after empire strikes back and it is so oh it's in it to win it it's great They've been so consistent since Star Wars came back to Marvel. It's been so consistently good, like yeah, in in in, in incredibly consistent, like you know, improbably that is, consistent. You know, what the, I think a great part of that is that because it's relatively small, you don't have to worry about anything. You have to worry about the main Star Wars book, and you have to worry about maybe Darth Vader, maybe the Bounty Hunters book, maybe Doctor Afra, and that's it. Like that's it. Don't you know? It's there's true. no extra Luke Skywalker book. There's no 
the Adventures of Han Solo book, and if they are, they're very small, mini. Yeah. They take place over a day kind of stories. Um, smart. It's it's a smart management of that brand. It very much, very much is. Yeah, it's its own self-contained little universe, and they keep it. They they are they're careful to keep it pretty confined so that it doesn't balloon out of control and to mm-hmm. not dilute it. You were talking before about how they dilute things by restarting the numbering or um you know cha- making all sorts of changes that that you know even if you're not super cynical you know that in a year or two they're going to change it back mm-hmm. um and um but they haven't they've resisted that temptation with with Star Wars where they've kept it pretty they've been very careful about managing that brand and i think that probably has a lot to do with the Lucasfilm influence um Probably. On, on that mm-hmm. and the story group um, being having pretty tight control of the reins there and saying, you know, we got to keep it pretty streamlined and pretty focused because if we if we if we cave into the temptation to do too much, we risk diluting the brand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want it's, that. We don't want that. We don't. And, and we we benefit as people who enjoy it. Right. We benefit by even though there's less of it for us to read um, it, it sort of results in generally a higher quality product for us to enjoy just like anything i'll take the high quality six to ten episodes over the high quality six episodes and i've also have to watch these these other 16 episodes yeah yeah that's right you know that's right like just give me the good ones let's skip the filler like let's just do let's do eight or ten episodes and keep it nice and tight yeah and and i'm i'm good with that I'm totally good with that. And that's that's what they've done. And it creates more loyalty, brand loyalty. Like, yeah, I'm not buying as much from you, but I'm more loyal and I will buy for longer from you. That's right. That's even right. if I'm not buying all of it right now. Yeah. There's a, because eventually everybody will say, like, I can't afford all of it right now or I don't have time for all of it right now. Mm-hmm. But I have time for six. I have time for six. Yep. Yep. I can give you, I can give you 10, 15 minutes to read one really good issue but I can't give you seven hours to read 40 issues. Exactly. Like I, just I just can't do it. Yep. Yep. So that's my, that's my, those are my thoughts on the, on the DC shakeups. I think it's a good thing. I'm interested. I'm excited. It might actually get me to read more consistently um, because I'll be able to keep up more easily and not have to read as many titles to stay, yeah. to stay caught up. I do think there's already, like we said, there's already less of that, which is, is nice. Um, is. Yeah, I think but. that exactly what you were talking about with like metal and death metal and those, and and um, uh, the uh, black um, black label stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's what proves out that this is a good idea. Like, I think right. they da- they dabbled in it, and now they're they're committing to it more. You didn't have to read anything to read the Watchmen crossover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, what was it called? Um, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. You didn't yeah. have to read. You you could have read the button, but right. you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Um, and then it was just a story into which they merged, and that was it. And then they were twelve issues, and they were gone. And I'm like, wow, what a story that was. In those last couple of pages was five G. Yeah. That. So we never yeah. got to see. Nope, not seeing that anymore. But maybe yeah. we'll see some of it in the future. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Who's sure they'll say? they'll take some ideas from it, some story ideas from it, and still something. Some version of it will will exist, but it probably won't be called five G, and it probably won't be exactly like it would have been. But I'm I'm uh, you know as a DC fan, I think this is a good thing, and I would be thrilled to see them be like industry leading the industry Leaders. again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, rather than it's felt like they were followers. And as a DC guy, I hated to see that. It's like when your team, you know, never makes it to the playoffs. And right. it's like, oh, I want to see you succeed. I want to see, like... <sighs> Come on, Mets. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just want to see them at least, you know... I want to see them get to the playoffs. Yeah, so these are I mean, we've we've talked about it. I think on the podcast before that book Slugfest, the Marvel DC yeah, rivalry story, um, a great book, and it it really gives you a good perception of decades of company mentality because it was run by DC was run by middle aged white guys who were in the business for a long time who didn't want to change anything. They weren't into it, and it took a long time. It took Marvel startup basically it was like a startup company like all over again to be like hello let's do something completely different and see what happens yeah and and they've just been chasing tails since then i gotta um, say the, the thing from that book that struck me the most i think it was from that book and not not marvel comics the untold story. story um i'm pretty sure it's from slugfest talking about how there was i guess they got reasonably close to merging or or one company mm-hmm. buying the other and uh, I forget who it was, but someone from, from Marvel was sort of lamenting, like, oh, we could have done such great stories with their characters. What a shame it didn't happen. We could have done such great stories. And honestly, I would have I would kill to live in that alternate reality where I could read uh, you know, Superman stories told in the Marvel the Marvel lens. I think that could have been could have been, been really cool. It would have been really cool, but based on what we also said about what Marvel's putting out right now, I'm right. so glad that didn't happen. You're right. You're right. At the You're same right. time, because no. you know you don't want the same company doing everything. I no, I don't want. I don't want the same company doing everything. I don't want you know the same kind of dilution happening to my favorite character. Like obviously, but you know maybe like the the 80s or the or the early 90s, like that era when there was when those things were really. Really, really firing, really, really hot. That could have been interesting. Could have been really cool. I don't know. Could have been. Um, know what's really cool? Telling people where they can find us. Beerwithgeeks.com. You can find the show notes for this episode where you'll find the link to Slugfest and to the articles that we talked about, and you can read more. Um, you can find links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You can support the show, help us keep making these shows. Um, you can find links to our other shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Um, where we uh, we and a number of our friends do a number of podcasts that are a ton of fun. So hopefully you'll you'll check those out. Um, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at beerwithgeeks. Send us show ideas. Send us your reactions to what we talked about. Send us uh, your favorite uh, Chinese food menu i don't know hmm. um you can uh you can find us on apple podcasts and stitcher and spotify and google and amazon and everywhere the podcasts are available and uh, when you do that please uh you know listen subscribe leave a rating or a review um if if you're listening right now and you and you're able to and let's face it many of us are at home these days um why don't you leave us a five-star review that says uh, i loved him infinity plus one and then we'll know that you were listening to this episode uh, when when that happened. Um, I am uh, so grateful to all of you for listening and for supporting us in the various ways that you do. It means a lot to to us both. But anyway, you can find us in all those places. Purewithgeeks.com. That's the that's the main place to branch out from there. Ditto to all the things Frank said. Wonderful. Brava. Brava. Anyway, 
Um, Thank you. Well, so was, those are my was, opinions. Well, they were very good, Frank. I, I approve this Thank message. You. I also approve saying, until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>